Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole. And if you're new here, hi, welcome to the podcast. I sit here and I talk about my life experiences, things that I'm up to on a day to day basis, and basically just sharing like funny stories with out of context titles so that you give me the opportunity to explain. That's basically what this podcast is about. And if you're clicking on this episode for the first time, I'm very excited that you did because it's going to be a whirlwind of storytelling. So let's begin. Now, if you heard my previous episode, you would have already heard that I celebrated my 30th birthday in Mykonos. It was a fabulous time, loved every moment of it. And I kind of left a little bit of a cliffhanger from last week's episode by stating a hint a hint on what today's episode will be about. And I said, wedding bells. Yes, my friends, I got engaged to or no bitch, I got proposed to (laughs) in Santorini, Greece. I know respectfully, it would have been cute to have my man on the podcast so that we can both tell the story. But it's my podcast. Therefore, I will be the one telling the story. So let's start from the beginning. So where I left off, celebrated my birthday in Mykonos, which was on the 10th, fabulous time. Following day, we were going to take a ferry from Mykonos over to Santorini. Now, Santorini in Greece is like known for its romantic sunsets. A lot of people go there for their honeymoon. And I will say by far is very, very romantic. But Santorini is a very big island made up of a lot of small little towns and Oya is a town that sits at the highest point of Santorini Island and what it's best known for are the blue domes. So if you've seen movies like The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or Mamma Mia, you will probably see like the iconic blue domes in Greece. Keep in mind, they're actually everywhere in Greece, but the big ones, the ones that you've probably seen on Google Images or on Pinterest for that aesthetic Greek, you know, travel vibe, most likely it's going to be Oya you're looking at, which is this private area made up of residences, Airbnbs, just villas that are kind of like in that area where the blue domes are. So we booked this Airbnb and it was so fucking expensive. But my friends, again, if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, please go over to my Instagram at Nicole Asif. I'll have it linked on the description details of this episode and go over to my highlights and you will see the beautiful Airbnb I stood at. Now I'm going to tell you straight up. This Airbnb was about, technically it's about $1,200 a night to stay. It is very expensive. It's a three bedroom villa that is literally directly in front of the Blue Domes. Like when you open the door, that is the first thing you see. It is absolutely breathtaking. Now, because I was traveling to Greece during its slow season, which is October, because by this point, a lot of people are going back home from traveling, you know, the temperature is kind of dropping, so it's not as warm. Um, So a lot of those prices on hotels and Airbnbs tend to dip. And of course, the days that we were planning to go visit Santorini were in the middle of the week. So this Airbnb, although normally is $1,200 a night, only costed about $882. That's still a lot of money for one night in a hotel room or in an Airbnb. But my friends, I promise you, once you see it, you're going to be like, "Mm, I would have done the same. 
And of course, Airbnb has this feature where you can do pay half now, pay half later. So we kind of had the Airbnb on layaway, if you will. So me and my man, you know, we split the cost of it, but we were just so excited to stay. I mean, out of the entire trip of this Greece, you know, journey, this whole trip, I think low key, I was more excited to stay at this Airbnb only because I just couldn't believe how lucky I was to be able to book it or to even have it available during this time because literally the entire month were like X'd out because of like people booking their stays here at this Airbnb. So we got really lucky having it work out the way that it did. So we take the ferry, we go, we're on our way to Oya and I get a message from the Airbnb host and they basically offer like a private dinner up on the terrace uh, where I guess like the Airbnb's father is a chef and he would cook for us Greek traditional recipes. They'll give us like a bottle of wine. It'll be like a whole dinner experience, right? So we were like, they, so I remember when they had sent me the message, I thought to myself like, oh, you know, should we do it? Obviously, this is something that we would pay for. But, you know, up until that point of the vacation, we had spent a lot of money. So I was like, oh, I don't know. But Arnaldo kept mentioning how he wanted to have a really fancy dinner in Santorini. Like he wanted us to get dressed up and, you know, he wanted me to do my hair and makeup and like really go all out. So when I had received this message, I was like, well, you know, Arnaldo wanted to do a fancy dinner in Santorini and honestly I can't think of a better place we would go to because no matter what restaurant we choose the the whole th the whole point would be to get a beautiful view and we are literally sleeping in front of the most beautiful view in Oya I mean to me to me to my perception my opinion so I brought it up to Arnaldo and I said hey I know you wanted to do a fancy dinner somewhere else or you know you were thinking of doing it somewhere in Santorini but this is offered at our Airbnb. I mean, it's a two-story villa with a terrace. I mean, again, we're directly in front of the Blue Domes. They're going to cook us traditional Greek foods. Like, we'll have a private chef. Like, I think this is perfect. Like, I know what you mentioned before, but I think this is kind of what we would both want. I mean, this is a great, this is a great idea. And he was like, yes, book it. Tell her I said yes. We'll give her the money. Let's do it. So I'm like, okay, cool, it's lit. So I send her the confirmation. I'm like, yes, we are interested. Let's do it. Da -da -da -da. So we get to Santorini. We take the car. We Well, they send a car for us and we go straight up to where the Airbnb is. Again, it's like basically at the highest point of Santorini. I mean, my friends, when I tell you the roads that were leading up to this big ass mountain, I mean, there was a point where Arnaldo couldn't even look out the window because he couldn't believe how high up we were. I mean, for me, I'm not that afraid of heights. Like, I mean, it still makes me nervous, you know, at the end of the day, like it's still like, oh my God, if I, if I miss a step, I could die, you know, but I was still like in awe of the water, the boats ahead, the cliffs, just everything was just gorgeous. Like I couldn't keep my eyes off of it, you know? So we finally arrived to like the area, the Airbnb hosts and her brother like came and helped us with our bags. I mean, the little steps were so narrow leading up to the villa. And it's like the moment we like turned a corner, it was like, boom, the blue domes were just right there. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is beautiful. Like I just, I like I stopped my step. Like I just, you know, like. You see it in movies, you see it in magazines, you see it on Google Images, and you just, you're not prepared to see it in person. It's almost like you want to just extend your hand and just assume you're going to hit a cardboard 
picture and it's just going to fall over and it's all going to be fake because it's just what you see it it's identical it is real this exists like we are here this is we are here like I just couldn't believe it we get to the villa we go inside they put our bags down and again I'm just like I was jumping up and down clapping my hands I mean yo I turned into the mo like I turned into a little girl like I became a little girl and just could not believe that I was here that I was there that this was happening so basically she was like okay you know enjoy you know the the villa we're gonna come back like around 6 30 to start cooking so by then that will give you enough time to get dressed and you but you know but we'll have everything set up on the terrace for you you know we'll give you some time to decompress do your thing and it was like we they left and it's like I didn't even know what to do with myself I didn't know whether to start taking pictures to get into my bathing suit to jump into the jacuzzi I didn't know whether to give a tour to FaceTime my mom like I did not know what to do with myself it was like so many things were happening at once and I was just I didn't know what to do first so here I am with my phone just taking as many pictures I mean like I took a picture of the wall the lamp the couch the chair a piece of dust that flew by on the floor like every little thing I just wanted to capture because again I just but once I got it out of the way, I was just in the moment. I just couldn't believe my eyes. So, you know, me and Arnaldo were like in the jacuzzi. We're just being all over each other, just so happy and in the moment. Um, and it was cool because downstairs there was, I want to say like there was a wine cellar, but they had a private room where they had a bunch of wine bottles and a little wine fridge um, with a menu that basically stated that whatever wine bottles we consume, you know, that was the list of price points. So we know how much they were. And then obviously we would be charged the following, you know, at checkout, we must have killed like two bottles. Um, and it's so funny, because even though we did, I didn't even feel drunk, because again, like the adrenaline of just being there was so like high. So then finally, it was already like 630. And we we're like, okay, like, let's start getting ready. But right before we started getting ready, I had finally called my dad to give him a tour of the Airbnb because I'm like, dad, oh, my God, look how beautiful. Da, 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 da. So right before I hang up with my dad, to, you know, because I'm about to get ready for dinner, Arnaldo goes and tells my dad, oh, pay attention to the phone later because we're going to call you. You're going to receive a special phone call because tonight's a special night. Bruh, I look at Arnaldo and I'm like, really? Why do I feel like you just gave something away? Like yesterday was my birthday. How the fuck would tonight be a special night? Like I know we were having like a private dinner and a romantic evening, but we've had romantic evenings and you've never made that statement before. So I feel like in that moment, I was already like anticipating a proposal because right before the trip, when I was telling people like where we were going for my birthday and showing the people, you know, my Airbnb and the hotels we were staying at, especially this particular Airbnb we were staying at. Everyone in my life was like, oh, bitch, he's going to propose. Oh, he's going to propose. Oh, he's going to propose. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, yes, this would be the perfect place to do it. But at the end of the day, like the purpose of this trip wasn't because we were celebrating our love or we were doing a romantic getaway or, you know, this was something I've always wanted. And it was like a surprise that we were going on this trip. Like, no, bitch, I did the research. I was crunching down the numbers. I've been obsessing about going to Greece for the longest time. Like I was going to make this shit happen one way or another. I mean, Greece for my 30th. Hello. Come on. So when people were like, oh, are you anticipating a proposal? It was one of those things where like, I didn't want to because I knew that's not what the trip was about. And at the same time, like, yes, although this would have been the perfect place to do it, I would have been pissed if he didn't. 
And then I feel like that would have taken away the initial reason why we were there. You know, like I don't want to set myself up for that expectation in case it didn't happen. So even though people were sort of putting it in my head, I wasn't like allowing it. But then when he made that comment, I was like, wait a second. I think it's happening. And I remember like on my Instagram story, I had my close friends separately. So if you have Instagram, you already know close friends is like a private uh, story that you can allow certain people on your friends list to watch. And so out of the, uh, I'd say like an average of like 200, 300 people that watch my Instagram stories, I only had about like 30 that watched my close friends like thing. And I was more funny on there and a little bit more like private and, you know, just like funny with my humor. Nothing like explicit material, you know, it's not like I'm changing naked venting to my close friends like no no it was more like me being mean to Arnaldo or making jokes about the realities of my trip you know just like the bickering and things like that like couples will fight about and talk about you know on vacation which I'll probably talk about on another on another uh, podcast episode um but I remember posting it on my close story um on my close friend's story like guys I think it's happening. I think it's happening. I think it's happening. I think it's going to happen. Like I was, a, I was truly anticipating it right before I did. And then I finally got dressed and then I was going up the stairs and the Airbnb host had like filled up the stairs with like candles and the, ter- well, not candles. Oh yeah, she did. Um, and the terrace was lit up with candles and wine bottles and music and salad. Like everything was set up beautifully. And it was funny because I have recorded everything on my Instagram story And then I went ghost for like 48 hours. And at that point, everyone was like, bitch, let me see the ring. Like, you've already set up the scene. We know he proposed. Let's see. Like, come on. Why would you leave us at a cliffhanger like that? Like, bitch, come on. Like, he proposed. We already know because you went ghost. But it was one of those things where like, even after it had happened to myself, I was like, I want to tell the most important people in my life first before I start posting it on social media, because I don't want anybody to feel a type of way if they found out over social media without being the first to know, you know, I don't know. I think about those things. So I had, um, I like called myself, well, hold on, hold on. I'm already getting ahead of myself. So what happened? So we get up to the terrace. I like put my phone down, but Arnaldo goes and says, oh, give the air, her name is Anesti. He was like, give Anesti your phone so she can record us really quick. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I have my phone recording with the flash because, of course, you know, it's nighttime. We're on the terrace. It's dark. And I give her the phone and he like he takes my hand and he kisses me and he's like looking at me and he's like, you're my best friend. And, you know, I love you so much. And we've been through so much together. We've had our ups. We've had our downs. But you are my best friend. And you're the one that I want to ride with. That's always been there for me through everything. And he kind of like paused. And I could tell he got nervous because then he started laughing. He's like, you're so pretty. And it's so funny because like, even though we had killed two bottles of wine, he also took like shots of vodka, like the little mini vodka bottles he had. And in my head, I'm like, why are you drinking? Like, I mean, he drinks, but in my head, I'm like, why are you like trying to get lit before dinner? Like, we just relax. Like, come on. Like, it's a romantic night. Like, but clearly it was just the nerves. So he like kind of paused and started giggling. It was like, you're so pretty. And like gave me another kiss. And then he was like, 
look at those bells over there. Look at the dome over there. And I'm like, what? Okay. So I like, I kind of like gave him that moment to figure out what the fuck he was going to do next. Next. And then I turn around and he's already reaching in his pocket and he's like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And he's like, so Nicole Angelique Acevedo, which is my government name, he gets on one knee and he says, will you do me the honor and will you marry me? And he like opened the box and it's like, I look at the ring and I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? Are you serious? Are you for real? And I started getting like emotional and he's like waiting there and I'm like looking at the ring and I'm like shaking and he's like taking it out the box and he's like, okay, so <laughs> like, bitch, yes or no? <laughs> he didn't say that, but it's like, uh, you gotta give me an answer. So I was like, yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, I give him a kiss and he put the ring in my finger and I started, you know, I got a little bit more emotional and I started like wiping the tears on the corner of my eyes and we hugged and it was a very beautiful moment. And I have the video. I have the video and um, but I'm not posting it. I'm not going to post it on social media. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I love you. I know we're friends. I know I say it all the time. But it's just one of those things where you kind of want to keep close to your heart and cherish. And I'm grateful that I even have it on camera. And it's funny because all the times that Arnaldo would ask me about a proposal and, you know, what I would want, or I wouldn't really say more or less what he would ask me what I want, more basically me telling him what I wanted. My, my main rules were this. One, don't do it on a holiday or on my birthday. Two, don't do it at a restaurant because that shit's mad corny. I mean, forgive forgive me if I've offended anybody who's been proposed to at a restaurant. I mean, I feel like it would have like the restaurant in itself would have to be like a very personal like and mind you, I'm just speaking more for myself. You know, it's just like me and Arnaldo, like we worked at restaurants, you know, and like I've seen people get proposed to at restaurants and I'm, and I mean, and, and it's beautiful, but I think that because I've seen it happen so many times, I just kind of for myself was like, well, I feel like I've always seen that and I want my proposal to be different and more thoughtful, which is why I always told them I don't want it to be done at a restaurant because I've, I've witnessed it be done at a restaurant so many times because I work at restaurants, you know, like just no. And and then my third thing was like, oh, to make sure that whatever you do, that it gets recorded on camera because I want to be able to like, you know, remember the moment, just have that moment. Um, and even though I wanted it on camera, I didn't want it, you know, so that I could post it. I just wanted it so that I had it for my own memory bank, you know, but he did all the things, checked out all the boxes. So he, he did good. And the ring... I absolutely love it's it's an oval diamond with a gold band and I mean it's so it's a clear cut like I mean bitch I could basically see through this diamond it, it fucking sparkles bitch like no it's not like a three carat ring relax but I mean I just feel like it sparkles so bright that I feel like it's bigger than what it actually is. I'm not telling you the carrot, mind your business. I don't want you judging me. Uh, but it's a beautiful ring and I absolutely love it. And the more that I look at it, the more I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So if you're wondering how I feel after the proposal, it was like, I felt, I don't want to say that I felt shocked. It was more like, oh my God, he actually did it. Like he finally did it. Like this is happening. We are here. We are in this moment. I did feel a little bit awkward because even after the proposal, she kept recording me. So I felt like I had to keep, not keep up, 
oh, no, let me not say that because there's no act. I felt very in the moment and I felt very happy. But for a moment, it just felt awkward because she like the flash was still there. And I was like, OK, you can stop recording now, <laughs> you know. So um, eventually the we put the camera down and I just I couldn't believe it. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I called my sister. I called my mom. Um, I messaged my dad. And then um, later on that evening, I ended up recording the ring to my close friends so that they all saw the ring. And I got all the congratulations and all the love, which was really special. Um, but I feel like I do feel a shift in my relationship. You know, it's interesting because me and Arnaldo have been together for five years. Right. And I feel like in my relationship with him, it's always been fun. Like, we always have a great time, you know, like, we travel, we go out, we have a great time. And I mean, you know, we still deal with real life issues. It's not like our relationship is just fun, fun, fun. But I feel like once the ring got in my finger, I feel like things started to click. And I started to realize like, oh, my God, I'm no longer a girlfriend. Like, I'm a fiance soon to be wife. And, you know, I'm going to be real with everybody. When that ring got put on my finger, I didn't see it like, oh, I get to be a bride. I get to have a wedding. I get to have a party. I get to be, you know, the center of attention and I get to be the bride to be, you know, like I didn't see it as like, oh, my gosh, I get to be all these things like no, bitch. I looked at that ring and was like, oh, shit, I'm about to be a wife. <laughs> like, there's a lot of expectations that are going to follow up after, you know, we actually, you know, do this wedding, this marriage, because I, I take marriage very seriously. I take, you know, my, my parents were married and, you know, they did get a divorce and, you know, that caused a lot of pain to both my parents. And even though, you know, they're friends now and everything's okay. Like I just, I, I know, I understand what it means to be married. Like I just, I understand it. I understand the role that is expected, you know, and, you know, and there are things that me and Arnaldo have talked about as far as when it comes to kids and what that dynamic is going to look like. And, and I guess when your boyfriend and girlfriend, there's still that possibility that if things don't work out, at least you get to walk away. You know what I'm saying? But when you're married, it's like, nah, bitch, when things get hard, you got to work it out. <laughs> like, you can't just dip. Because I'm the type to dip. I've dipped before, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I don't like this shit. I'm out. And I've done that, you know. And so it's like, I can't do that, you know. But I am excited and I am embracing it. And, you know, and honestly, my friends, I don't care how it gets pulled apart or how that gets dissected. These are my honest feelings, you know. I remember... I was like talking to my hairstylist and, you know, we were talking and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Like I'm happy, but I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like this is a lot, like this is a big step. Like this is a, this is a whole new level of commitment. And a part of me did feel a little bit guilty for not feeling like this high, you know? And my hairstylist straight up told me, she was like, girl, look, when I got proposed to, I was elated. I was on cloud nine. I was happy. I couldn't wait to be married. I couldn't wait to go wedding dress shopping. I had everything that said bride to be the Mr. and Mrs. Cubs, bitch. I did it all. I got everything with his last name initial. Like she basically was like, I was, 
I was elated. Like I was high on life. Okay. Had the wedding. Beautiful. But the marriage turned out to be shitty. It was a shitty ass marriage. And then I got divorced. You know, <laughs> and she said it just like that. She's like, you know, so it, it doesn't guarantee anything. Like you could either be scared. You could either be nervous. You could either be happy. You could either be elated. You, you could have all the feelings you want to feel. Just be honest with yourself and, you know, this process. Rock the ring. Embrace this time being engaged and just take it as it comes. Like it's going to be okay. And that was everything I needed to hear, honestly. So... Those are my honest feelings about being engaged. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to pick colors and look at wedding stuff, bitch. Your, your girl's a little nervous. Your girl's like, oh, fuck, I'm about to be a wife, y'all. Like, that's a lot. That's a big step. That's a role. OK, that is a role. But if you're wondering, OK, bitch, but are you ready? Like, are you OK? Like, do you need a glass of wine? Like, do you need to talk about it? Um, but no, guys, honestly, I feel good. You know, I've been with him for five years. I already know how he is. I love him a lot. I love that he's always down for an adventure. And listen, we've been together for five years. He knows me. I know him. And I'm going to embrace this time. And all I know, though, is that when the wedding does come, oh, it's going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And you already know, I got my YouTube channel, so you already know your girl's going to have a playlist of the wedding series, so you make sure you stay tuned for that. But for now, there's a lot that I need to figure out and work through, like, you know, with school, busy seasons approaching, I have to start saving money, I need to get a new car. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things I need to figure out. Also, where the fuck am I going to get married? Because... Me and Arnaldo like agreed on Puerto Rico. So we were like, okay, we're going to get married in Puerto Rico. But my dad still lives in Dominican Republic and doesn't have his papers. So if he cannot get his papers in time for like whatever date we plan on setting it on, then we're not going to have a wedding in Puerto Rico. We're going to have to have a wedding in Dominican Republic. So we're definitely debating on two locations right now. So I don't know, but I'll save that podcast episode for another time. But just to continue um, with the rest of the trip. After that, it was absolutely amazing. You know, we went over to Fida, which is like more of like the busier center of Santorini, where there's more like restaurants and shops and wine bars and views of like the sea and the volcano in the back. Like it was just beautiful. We stood at a location called Fido Stefani, which is maybe like a 10 minute walk from the uh, center, which kind of played out perfectly because we were right by the water. So we were still able to appreciate the sunsets and the views all while not having to pay that expensive price because to stay in either Fida or Oya was very expensive. All of the Airbnbs that were more on the affordable side were like way further away from like the main place. And we knew that we were going to rent ATVs to kind of transport us to where we wanted to go we still didn't want to be too far away where with where we wanted to stay because you know at the end of the day we're still tourists like we're not familiar with the area knowing what I know now I don't mind staying 20 minutes away from the center because I'm more familiar on what to expect right but planning everything I was like no let's spend a little bit more money to stay closer to what we want to be around uh, but it was gorgeous. We hung around Fida a lot. We ended up finding an Irish pub. I feel like it's tradition now 
for when I travel to find at least an Irish pub to drink at. So there was a spot called Murphy's and the bartender was from Montenegro, but he spoke like seven languages and he was really cool to talk to. Um, we ended up taking shots all together and just talking and vibing. Um, I went shopping, of course. I bought more jewelry with the evil eye, bitch. I'm like obsessed with the evil eye now. And, if, and it's funny because I always see it like at the mall or like depending where I travel to, sometimes I'll see like the merchandise of like the blue eye. But I've always said to myself, like, no, when I go to Greece, I'm going to buy it there. Like, I feel like I always manifested that I was going to go to Greece. So obviously being there then, I'm like, oh, no, bitch, this is my time to shine. I'm going to buy all the green stuff, like all the blue eye, evil eye, like merchandise. Like, oh, my gosh, I bought a bowl. I bought a ring. I got a necklace. I got a bracelet. I got bitch everything. I was obsessed. So we stood by Fida. Then they uh, we were recommended to go to this wine, uh, like this winery that was directly in front of the volcano. I wouldn't say directly, bitch. I mean, the volcano was like a few hundred miles away, but in distance, like we were basically in front of it. Um, so that was like a beautiful view to look at. And yo, the wine was delicious. Like I'm a red wine drinker. I love to drink red wine. But apparently in Greece, they're more known for their white wine. And I'm not like a fan of white wine. I'm starting to drink it now because I can't, I'm not supposed to drink red wine because of my brain condition. For those that are new to the podcast, I have a brain condition. There's not much of a name for it. It's just I have white hyperintensities, which are these small um, erosions around my head that basically cause severe migraines. And I was on two types of medication for it. Now I'm down to one. Um, but it's like, it, it, it's, it's severe. It's really, really bad. Um, so they recommend that I either drink rosé, white wine, or if I must have red wine to stick it to like Pinot Noir's red blends, like not so dry wines, which suck because I love dry wines. I love a wine that makes me you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I can't, I'm not supposed to, but the white wine in Greece was absolutely delicious. So crisp and buttery and just like sweet with a little bit of dryness to it. Like it's actually very good. And we had a 10, like, what was it? It was a wine flight made of 10 wine glasses. Okay, bitch. Like, and it wasn't like a tasting pour. No bitch. That shit was like five ounces. Like we had that wine flight and I was like, Mm, that's cute um what the fuck I'm a little tipsy <laughs> like your girl felt a little bit you know on the fun side but it's crazy like Santorini is like a little expensive like it wasn't expensive because that wine flight was only 40 euro like and I know for some people there you're like no oh, that's a lot of money but no guys like I've had wine flights at Disney or at a wine bar that are like 30 dollars and the wine flight is only of like four wine glasses with four different wine tastings and this shit was 10 that was basically like a half of a wine pour like oh it was lit um but I remember before we went to that winery we took a cab from the center to the winery because the GPS said it was about an eight minute drive but an hour walk because the thing about Santorini too is like it's very hilly like you're going up and down hills like it's very like yeah, just, I can't think of a better word, hilly. I know that's not a good word to use, but we're just going to say hilly. Um, so obviously walking through that is going to be really difficult. 
so we took a cab from the center to the winery bitch that shit was like that it was 20 dollars like 20 euro for that two minute cab ride because he drove pretty quack like pretty quack pretty quick <laughs> what the fuck pretty quick and i'm like damn 20 euro so when we got out i looked at arnaldo and i was like babe i i, I don't want to be cheap but fuck that let's take a bus like let's take the bus back to the center that shit took like 30 minutes to show up i felt mass scared because i had my ring and i was like hold up maybe this wasn't such a good idea um but we took a bus back down to the center so if you are thinking about traveling to greece and staying in santorini i would recommend either renting an atv or if you do want to rely on public transportation the buses do run every 20 minutes um, and they kind of just go straight one way straight other way so it's it's an easy route to follow or to take um but uh much cheaper but i do not recommend taking cabs and that's actually the one thing that was recommended that to not to take the cabs because they were crazy expensive and you'll save more money renting a car so that's just something that i did already experience and you know, based on convenience, we were like, fuck it, let's just cab it. It's not that far of a drive, but we were not expecting for it to be that expensive. So we were like, yeah, no, fuck that. We are definitely renting ATVs from here on out. But the following day, when we did, we drove out to the Black Sand Beach, which was so cool. Like, it's so funny because, you know, when you go to the beach and you step on the sand, it's a like very powdery and light. Well, the Black Sand Beach are like black little rocks, which in theory is what sand is tiny black rocks but sand like depending where you go like I know like the sand in Aruba was like very powdery and very light and very light um and then like the sand in Florida it's a little bit more like muddy and like more compact and I'd say like maybe a little bit thicker and I feel like it retains heat like much quicker like that hand be scorching okay but the black sand beach in Greece, they're like bigger, small rocks. I mean, they don't hurt to step on, um, but it's actually easy to clean off your feet. And yeah, it's just it's just cool. Like I wish I would have brought a jar so that I could have taken some of that sand with me back home. Truthfully, I wish I would have done that. And I did have that thought, but I didn't want to take the time to find an empty jar to buy because like all the stores around were like made up of like you know, souvenirs and bathing suits and towels and lighters and, you know, things like that. Like I didn't see empty jars for sale, you know. Um, but it was cool. We like had some, I had like a seafood risotto, which was delicious. We met a couple that was visiting from Canada um, that were celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. And we're like, oh, we just got engaged. <laughs> we met so many couples on this trip. It's crazy. But, you know, a lot of people do go to Greece to celebrate their honeymoon or to celebrate their love. So it makes sense. Um, but no, it was awesome. Like we hung out by the beach. We ended up driving back up uh, to where we were staying at. And we ate geared. I was like towards the back end of the trip. We start we weren't flexing as much like and it's funny because I think that after the proposal, I just wanted to be more in the moment. You know, I had recorded and was so active on social media the first like four days of the trip that after the proposal, it was more like, you know, Santorini is definitely more laid back and calm and romantic and slow paced. So I guess in my head, you know, I still took pictures and videos and things like that. But it was more like, you know, I want to be in the moment. I want to really create core memories throughout this 
rest of this trip, you know, without having a phone in front of my face. And even like that, my phone ended up dying, which I think worked out for the best because it really, I had no distractions. I was really just in this moment. But after we were done with Santorini was when we took a ferry back over to Athens and, you know, we checked into our hotel. We kind of like explored the center of Athens and there were so many cool bars with playing house music and restaurants with outside seating. And it was just everything is such a like I love Greece. Like I love Greece. Like if I go back or when I go back, I know I will do Athens for two days Mykonos for two days and then probably do like the other islands like Pyrrhos or Milos or like the other islands on the Cyclades that have like blue waters and cliff jumping and that whole vibe like I don't think I'd do Santorini again not because it wasn't great but because of the vibes I just feel like okay I did it I appreciated it I love it but I would want to explore other islands now Mykonos was my favorite I have to say by far Oya was gorgeous, but I feel that Santorini, because it's best known for those blue domes, I'm like, okay, I did it, but now I want to do something else. And I kind of feel like that about Italy. Like, I love Italy, but the next time I go back to Italy, I will skip Rome. Like, this time I would want to go more, like, northern, you know, like, where the mountains are and the Dolmites and, you know, Portofino and Venice, because I loved Venice, and Lake Como, like, things like that. Like more of that slow paced version and romantic side of Italy because the south where like Florence and Rome are is more like touristy and yeah historic but definitely like busy and crowded and kind of like okay did it already like three times don't want to do it again. So that's kind of how I feel about Greece like now that I've done the big things I'm like I would want to go back and do like the smaller islands and the more adventurous side of Greece you know. But yeah, my friends, that's basically the episode and my whole trip to Greece. You have your part one. Now you have the part two. And it was definitely one for the books. Definitely one I will never forget for the rest of my life. Like, amazing. I love it. 10 out of a thousand. No, wait, a thousand out of 10. That's what I meant to say. But anyway, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for just staying with me and hearing out this episode. Again, if you're new, I hope you become friends. I hope you like me. I hope that you loved my storytelling and I hope that I made you giggle a little bit. Please like and subscribe. Leave a positive review. If you're like, nah, bitch, you were a lot. I hate this shit. And you still feel like you want to express yourself don't do it on the podcast. Just find me on Instagram and send me a DM. It's all good, girl. It's all good. But anyways, my friends, I love you guys so much. New episodes every Mondays and I'll see you next time.